You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. But Casey, that was not the only place that things were really frustrating and out of whack for this team. Defensively, this is a, a, a veteran defense, but they're not. I mean, you go back to the question, underperforming or bad, this is a veteran defense that is underperforming. Bye. I don't I don't even know. I wish that there was a word worse than embarrassed <laughs> or abysmal or dumpster fire. Um, I apologize in advance, Jolly Roger and touchdown fans. I have used dumpster fire so much in the past two weeks. I feel like it's the new and like or um, really. Yeah, it's just it's it's it's, it's humiliated tattooed on my tongue at this point. But it's a dumpster fire yep. all over again. How do you have veterans? How do you have veterans like Levante David, who was your was your tackle leader, by the way, your defensive leader on this team statistically today in this in this garbage performance versus the Panthers? And he had five tackles, five tackles, two assists. He had seven total impactful moments. You know what the average the average of like tackles and, and combined and, and all that fun stuff is for a decent game that you watch out of a defense 10 plus <laughs> 10 plus your leading guy had five combined two assists runner up four two Zion McCollum the rookie who by the way kind of kind of helped alleviate some really embarrassing moments out there and that was only because he's freaking fast if it wasn't for his speed, if it wasn't for the fact that he can hike down a guy because he's one of the fastest in the league, that would have been that much more embarrassing. And he's coming up in third place with three combined tackles, one assist. And then you're some of your leaders on this team, four, if you will, had zero tackles. Zero. Did you play? Did you put on a jersey today? Did you put your pads on and then your jersey on and then strap up your your cleats and go on a field and participate in anything? Because I don't understand how you played a one in five Panthers and you've got guys like Joe Tryon, Shayanka, zero tackles, Shaq Barrett, zero tackles, Nelson, Anthony Nelson, zero tackles, Carl Nassib, zero tackles. There was no pass rush today. They didn't show up. Don't know where they went. Edge rushers. Nah, they played without those. If there's anything, if there's any such thing as like a two-five front, that's what this defense went with. It was Vita Vea, Logan Hall, and then the rest of the team playing behind them, playing catch up. No strategy. <laughs> I feel like I a straight quote out of Zoolander. I feel like a, like I'm taking crazy pills here because yeah. <laughs> we're repeating ourselves, Kaylee. No, asking for creativity, saying that nobody show up. There's no leadership on this team. There's zero unison. The conversation. I, I don't even know. I have no idea. But your 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 leaders, the guys who are supposed to be out here loading up sacks, zero tackles and a few assists, if you will. Yeah, it, it it's 
humiliating was one of the synonyms that I looked up. And so I'm going to use that word. Thank you. Um, Give us something different. (laughs) (laughs) Now I do have to, this is not an excuse. I'm just putting it out there. The defense was playing without uh, Murphy Bunting, Carlton Davis and Logan Hall. Um, And then, gosh, this was like heart freaking breaker. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. did leave the game to be evaluated for a concussion in the third quarter. He didn't return. And there's, you know, question marks as to what that will look like this week for him. Um, But you have guys that, like you said, should have stepped up and did not. This is a defense that allowed the Panthers, the one in five Panthers, to rush for 173 yards. This is without Christian McCaffrey. This is three days after Christian McCaffrey left. Like, I don't know if they just walked in, like, you know, on like the whole like fantasy land quote. Like, did they just think like, oh, they traded away McCaffrey? Like with this is gonna be a walk in the park for us. Like, I I don't I just I just want to get into the because I don't know how you go out there and you let a third string and I'm not like trying to like just you know downplay and like just be terrible to you know to to what this you know PJ Walker and 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 some of these guys can do, but like. <laughs> This is the you're like the third string guy, and you let them get 173 nice. yards on you to onto form 118 yards. Hubbard, 63 yards and a touchdown. Like, how how does that happen? And so I asked myself that question on offense. How does this happen? How do they move the ball this much and not get into the end zone? Well, because they made all these huge mistakes, a snowball of errors on defense. How do you let this happen? And I have an answer for you, Casey. Give it to guess me. how many, guess how many big plays this defense allowed this Panthers offense to have? I have to say over 30. Yeah. A how lot. Much? Uh I counted plays that were like over 13 yards Ugh. and they have about 10, 10, Disgusting. a 38 yard pass. Eventually it was reversed, but then you have a 20 yard, 21 yards, let up 23 yards. You let up 11 yards. You let up 60 yards. You let up 17 yards and a touchdown. You let up 13 yards, 27 yards, 29 yards. How do you, how do Monks. Casey, Casey, I counted, I slowed it down and I counted. It took the Panthers two plays to score their second touchdown. I mean, it was a three play series, but the first play was like an incomplete pass. They did nothing. The Mm -hmm. second play they ran for 60 yards. Casey, five defenders, five. Let me guess. It was probably McCollum that brought him down because the only guy who could catch him. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and he missed the first time. He did miss the first time. And then he and then he caught up to Whoa. him and brought him down. This then after that, straight off of that 60 yard, they run it into the end zone. 17. One Bucks defender touches the guy. One Bucks defender. They just run it into the 17 yards. Hey, and I wanted to eat dinner after this, and you're making me nauseous. We're basically <laughs> no, I mean they, they basically just I didn't even touch the guy. 
How do you let a guy get 60 yards down the field on you, run 60 yards down the field on you, the very next play, you let a guy just basically waltz into the end zone? He could have freaking done the cha-cha slide into the end zone. I mean, he really could have put it in slow motion and done the thriller all at once. And guess who one of the leading missing tacklers was today? Devin White. Yeah. Who, Devin who, was White. who was supposed to be and who I called in, 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 in week one and week two, the backbone of this defense. And, and so did Coach Bowles. He said he's, the, he's, the, he's like the cheerleader of this defense. He's the guy. And he's out there making mistakes, missing tackles. He hasn't been the same for weeks. The minute he gets in his head. It's like the entire defense is just phoning it in right now. And I get it. You're missing some of your your guys, but you still have enough veteran presence on this. I mean, this is a defense that we said in week two was probably one of the best defenses in the entire league. And they still could be, but they're not playing like it. Nope. You can't play like it. You can't give up like a 60 yard, 60 yards running with five guys missing the tackle. And then the very next play, you got to let a guy just waltz in. Where are you tackling? Like it's ridiculous. It's, it's, I mean, they need to go back. I don't know if they need to go back to the basics or they need to get more in more strategy. And this I don't isn't Tyreek Hill running past them. No. This isn't Nick Chubb. No. This isn't McCaffrey. This isn't guys who you would expect to keep no. you on your on, on your toes, on your heels, if you will, and, and force you to make mistakes. No, these are guys that you that, that should have been a shoe-in, yep. Kaylee. They, they played against what heavy hitters today? Huh? I no, no, nobody really. They had 6.4 yards per rush. I mean, which isn't fantastic, but it's better than like the 2.9. I mean, it's just, it's just, you let up 173 yards on the ground and this, and you've known since the chiefs game that this is an area that you need to improve and it's, and, and, and you're still not improving it against kind of a, a, a lousy or what could have been and should have been a lousy offense. Like you're, you're so much better than that. Mm-hmm. So I it, mean, there's so many individual brains going on here. And I think I said that last week too. Yeah. Too many about, cooks in the kitchen and something that like you, you just mentioned something that made me think about it, but the, like the Panthers defense performance in comparison to the Bucks defensive performance, mind you heading into this game, I'm like, Oh, they don't really have a pass rush to worry about. They had 4.3 of a sack percentage to the Bucks 2.0. 2% is what their sack percentage was. Both teams came up with only one sack today. And then the Panthers defense had 45 solo tackles to the Bucks 30 solo tackles. And mind you, not any of their leaders are in that category besides Levante David, Mike Edwards, and then following in third place is rookie Zion McCollum. Oof. This is the first game he's ever started. And the numbers are terrible. So when you look at even just comparing what defense showed up more, the Panthers' defense earned it against a Bucks offense that still put up better numbers aside from obviously points scored than the Panthers' offense. There's no game plan here. That's what it really looks like. And I, you know, again, a lot of respect for Coach Bowles, but 
even it seems like he's not being fully transparent about what they need to do and how they need to manage moving forward. Um, something that I did want to throw out there before we yeah. get ready to move on is that Coach Bulls in his postgame presser mentioned them being in a dark place right now. They yeah. have to see if older guys can still play and if younger guys are good enough to play. That's a terrifying comment from your head coach in week seven, going into week eight, a short turnaround week eight versus a Ravens team that's going to completely obliterate them, honestly. Yeah. A dark place. And you have to see if older players can still play. Kaylee, this goes into your walk the plank from the previous episode on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. The front office, what are you doing? Yeah. If there was any question marks around these guys before you signed them and brought them in and paid them money, maybe there was more of a conversation to be had or the reality of can guys play and can they not play? You know, at this point, Julio Jones is not on this roster to me. I won't be no. including him in a conversation for this offense for weeks because Why how you, you come in and play one and a half of a game and, and, and that's it. And I was defending him not being cooked. Coaches and staff had to know something. They had they clearly always know a little bit to a lot more than we do. So you got Julio Jones, you got Akeem Hicks, you've got Logan Ryan, you've got all these veterans that were signed in and you can't even use them, number one. So you've got money sitting on the sideline. Pathetic. Number two, when you do have a veteran that wants to be involved, that I still keep thinking and saying should have involvement, Kyle Rudolph, you dress him out, what, two and a half times? It's just a dark place, I think, barely describes what's really going on here. I don't think that they had their heads on straight coming in from training camp. I think that there was some sort of maybe a chip on their shoulder to shut everybody up that had questions about their training camp, the way that they handled it, and letting Tom have those days off. And I'm not putting this on Tom Brady. This is not a Tom Brady 11 days off thing. This is you guys didn't find a rhythm in training camp. You came in on a spark and an energy of starting a season, and then you just lost it. I think this is the third game in Tom Brady's career that he has walked away with only three points. Yeah. I mean, they're not many. I mean, this is the first time ever in his career that he is this far into the season and he's below 500. There's he's never played like going into week eight and he's below 500. This is the first time ever that he's in that position. And Again, it's not just Tom Brady. It really goes back into a big picture 